Welcome to the Speak Up Talk Radio Network. I am Pat Rulo, and today I am so honored to share a recent Firebird Book Award-winning author with you. He is Dr. Adam Starks, and his book is titled Vultured. Adam is a motivational keynote speaker on topics ranging from foster care, child welfare, youth homelessness, and trauma-informed care. As a product of the foster care system who broke the cycle, he empowers audiences to uplift at promise youth by tapping into community resources to convert the potential in our youth toward positive outcomes. He serves on his local school board and as vice president of the West Virginia CASA Association Board. Adam is also a multi-genre author of books such as his autobiography, Broken Child, Mended Man, and the children's book, Love Will Find Your Home, with more to come. Currently, he is working on multiple writing projects, including works of fiction, nonfiction, and more children's books. He is also a podcast host for Fostering Success, a show dedicated to encouraging and empowering people toward their definition of success. During his downtime, he enjoys writing, reading, exploring new foods and drinks, traveling and spending time with his wife and three children. And I am so looking forward to learning from my returning guest. Welcome back, Adam. Hey, Pat. Thank you so much for having me again. I'm glad to be here. How are you? I am just great. I'm so happy to have you here. I have to tell you this. I interview hundreds of people every year, and some of them make a lasting impression on me. And You have always been one of them. And I know we interviewed maybe five years ago and we discussed your book. Yeah, Broken Child, Mended Man, your your memoir, touching on not childhood neglect. And and our conversation just stuck with me. So I'm really happy to have this opportunity once again to spend time with you. Well, thank you so much. That was very kind of you, and that means a lot to me. It really does. And I'm glad to be back on your show. Well, good. Now, listen, Adam, before we talk about your winning book, Something Intrigues Me, I have to ask about your exploring new food and drinks because I need to know what some of your favorites are. Oh, man, where do I start? (laughs) Uh, You know, I'm so fascinated with uh, Asian and Mexican cuisine. I mean, anything Pad Thai, you know, steak pad thai um, and uh, enchiladas. I mean, and, you know, I know everyone loves tacos and whatnot, but I mean, Mexican food just, it just makes me happy. I don't know how else to put it. Uh, you know, if, if you get me in front of some Mexican food or, you know, some Asian cuisine, I, I am just, uh, you know, absolutely happy. Now, I still like my soul food and, uh, you know, those traditional things like the sweet potatoes and the, the ham and, uh, you know, green beans and corn pudding and all that good stuff. But, you know, I'm I'm putting on the pounds now <laughs> in my 40s, and so I kind of have to eat, eat uh, much lighter than what I used to. <laughs> you have to eat judiciously, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, as much as I don't like that, um, it, it is, you know, I want to stick around for a while, so I'm, I'm going to... Uh, watch my weight and try to watch what I put in my body. Absolutely. I had a home in Arizona for a while. And so being so close there, we got some really good Mexican food. And now I'm back in Ohio and it's like, I don't even bother eating Mexican because it (laughs) just doesn't taste the same. Yeah. No, I'm uh, uh, as much as I love West Virginia, um, Mexican is not as no. strong suit. <laughs> um, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of Appalachian cuisine. Uh, I don't know if you've ever had ramps. Yes. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, people, you know, rave about it around here and there's even a festival dedicated to them. Um, and, you know, it, during my school board 
um, campaign. Uh, I ate more ramps than I could ever <laughs> dream of. But, uh, you know, I love the things. I really do. Um, and and there's a variety of cuisine. But like I said, Mexican is not exactly um, – West Virginia is not known for its Mexican food. I'll just leave it at that. Same as Ohio. So we're in the same, yeah. but we need, we need to take a trip somewhere, right? There you go. <laughs> Arizona, man. Now you have me thinking. I need to get out there. <laughs> you do. You do. All righty. Well, thank you for sharing that with me. Just wanted to, sure. that kind of intrigued me when it, when you said you like to explore new foods and drinks. So let's get going. Congratulations on your book win. That was exciting. Thank you. Yes, it was. I was uh, elated. Uh, you know, the book hadn't even been published yet. And, you know, to win an award was quite an honor. So I, I do thank you and your team for that. Thank you. Thank you for submitting it. So let's talk about it. The book is titled Vultured, part autobiography, part self-help. Maybe just give us a peek so our audience can uh, get an idea of what it's about. Absolutely. So I, uh, I took a detour from Broken Child Mended Man and my speaking tour to open a restaurant and performing arts venue, mainly live music, but we did comedy and, and all that good stuff. And the restaurant industry, um, unfortunately, as many good ideas that are out there, it has a, uh, anywhere between an 80 and 90% failure rate. I mean, it's astronomically high. And I, even though I failed, um, I decided to be vulnerable and talk about my mistakes and talk about the bad actors within the industry because it gave me a lot of insight as to why that failure rate is so high. And I'm pretty sure I locked into something. Um, I'm not quite sure where I want to take it. Uh, but I want people to know if they decide to get into this specific industry, um, the, they need to watch out for the vultures. And the vultures are the people who are only concerned with their bottom line. They want to maximize their profits um, inadvertently or purposely at the expense of others. Uh, other businesses. So, uh, for example, I was charged $7.80 for a gallon of milk, uh, you know, and there was no way for me to make profit on my lattes at that price, unless I was going to charge, you know, more than what Starbucks was charging. And, and you know, in my community, people just simply couldn't afford that. I was being charged, this, um, you know, $66 for a loaf of bread. And, those kind of mundane details are not in the book, um, or they are in the book, but they're explained in the way that this is what leads to failures. It's those little things, those overcharges, those upcharges, and the, the variety of the things that can go wrong, all of that leads to your ultimate demise. And whether it's inadvertent or not, it still occurs, and like I said, I, I provide insight into, you know, what not to do, <laughs> which seems to be my specialty lately. It kind of goes along with your idea that you like to explore food and drinks. Uh, I live in Philippi, West Virginia, and it's, it's known for, uh, you know, buffet-style cuisines. Um, you know, there's a couple of fast food joints. There's, there's a Subway and, you know, uh, some of the restaurants, uh, uh, some of the fast food joints have a, a drive-through. And so people just, uh, you know, come through, they, they get their bite to eat, they feed their family and, you know, move on with life. I wanted 
something where people could sit down and enjoy food and enjoy each other's company and, you know, get, just get back to that. And, you know, we had a fun, artistic environment and we celebrated everything West Virginia from its uh, phenomenal craft beer scene um, to, uh, you know, the, uh, the pepperoni rolls, which are not famous around here. These are uh, things that their uh, wives packed for their coal miner husbands who were going down into the mines. And so we had a, uh, pepperoni roll, uh, panini. And then we also had, um, um, the activated charcoal was really trendy at the time. So we had a miner's pick latte that featured activated coal and people were just coming in and trying it because of the, the neat name and we even had um uh, mountain mama uh coffee which was coffee with chocolate milk now you wouldn't think something like that would taste good but it did it was fantastic i, I loved it and so we got to try that we got to try seaweed ahi salad which people just had not um, tried around here before. So we had some people who were adventurous and some, you know, not so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, I, if I had it to do over again, I would have, uh, fused those, um, foods together a little bit better. Um, but right now it's just, you know, I have to take it as a lesson learned, right. um, right. what worked and what didn't work. Well, given who you are as a person, this almost sounds like this venture was a give back to the area. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And what, um, the way it started was I was uh, commuting six hours one way to D.C. Uh, from where I was at. And I, I just didn't like what I was doing. You know, I was, doing, I was away from my family uh, four days a week and got to telework one day. And I was sitting there st- staring at a great cubicle. And you know, I lived in this community that, you know, back in its heyday was a pretty exciting place. It was, uh, you know, it, it was the place everyone would come to and shop the department store, which is where my uh, restaurant ended up. And we restored the magic in that building. People from all over were, were coming in and just in, enjoying each other. And they they had a space that they could take pride in. And they they loved it. The, the people who gave it a chance loved it. So beautiful. And West Virginia is very rich in arts and crafts. Isn't Tamarack in West Virginia? Yes, yes. yes. And that, that was part of my inspiration. I was trying to create a mini version of that. Um, of course, I didn't have the funds uh, to pull it off. But, you know, we were just starting with the food and celebrating the culture itself. And that's where the live music part came in. That part Tamarack didn't have. Um, but I I wanted to infuse that because there was a lot of talent. Um, it, you know, and it still is a lot of talent in this area. Um, and and I, I just wanted people to be able to, one, celebrate their culture, but also I wanted to bring the world to Philippi um, in 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 terms of uh, food and drinks and, and all of that stuff. Right, right. You said something, I guess it's in the, the acknowledgement of your book, uh, that you turned a rage blog into a responsible book. I thought yes. that was that was kind of an interesting way to put that. Tell us what happened there. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I've mentioned all of the positives um, uh, about 
the business. There were a lot of unnecessary headaches too. And anytime you live in a small town and you introduce change, um, that may not always go your way, especially if people don't want that change. Um, I was trying to bring a little bit of joy into people's lives, um, some new taste, some culture, and, you know, just celebrate rather than, you know, dwell on what's not going right in the community. Um, we have a lot of challenges, um, including poverty, um, drug use, and, and, and things of that nature. But there are a lot of kind-hearted, decent people here. However, that's not everyone, unfortunately. <laughs> there were a lot of people who did not want to see this happen. Um, and they did everything in their power, um, including spreading vicious lies about me being a pimp or a human trafficker. Um, to the, you know, the name Wanderlust, it was a, it was a strip club and stuff like that. And so I talk about that in, in Vulture, uh, and about how just agitating that was. Um, and when I close, close up shop, um, due to COVID-19, but it, I did reopen with a, um, uh, PPP loan from the SBA. It was small. And um, I was going to need a lot of sales to, uh, you know, pull off surviving and, and being one of those resilient companies. Unfortunately, I wasn't. I just did not have the support when we reopened because we couldn't have events, which was my bread and butter. So I, I was hurt. Mm -hmm. I, I was disappointed. And I, I just turned to a blog. I had to get it all off my chest. And some of the things I said were just, you know, or I, I typed out were just in blind rage. And I ended up taking the blog down just because uh, some of it was just so, uh, even though it was true, it, it was just nasty in nature. And it, it just, it's not the person I want to be. When people look up Adam Starks online, I don't want them to see, you know, the enraged side of me. And I, and I was because I was trying so hard to do something for this community and I felt like I was rejected mm -hmm. and it, part of it was my fault, you know, part of it, and I talk about that in the book, you know, I, I didn't have the right mix of recipes. I should have added some burgers or some pizzas or, you know, things that they're used to, or I, you know, maybe I shouldn't have called it Wanderlust or, you know, and I, and I dwell on that a little bit, but ultimately there, there were just some folks here who just had it in for me and I had done nothing to them, not to my knowledge, done anything to them to deserve that treatment. And so I was frustrated and I vented in a blog. Mm -hmm. Well, there's no better way to, um, you know, get it out of you than to put it down on paper, uh, right. whether it sees the light of day or not, or whether it gets changed or altered, or as you say, kind of smoothed out the rough edges. Um, it's just very cathartic for you, I'm sure, just to get it out of you. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and that's what it was about. I, I could not move on with that amount of anger just being bottled up inside of me and you know nowhere to direct it. And, and writing has always been my outlet. I mean, since I was a troubled youth, and it, it it worked for me this time. But when I calmed down and I, you know, I picked myself up off the floor, I reread the blog, 
and said, oh, no, <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> you know, it was scorched earth, <laughs> burned all the bridges. Uh, oh, man, I've, I have to fix this. And then it just dawned on me that this could be really helpful information mm-hmm. for others. But I need some help smoothing it out. Right. What feedback have you gotten from the book? What have you heard from others who have read it? Um, the, at least from locals, uh, it's, I had no idea what you were going through. You always had a smile on your face. You were always involved more so than any other owner I've ever seen at a, in a business. And they just had no idea. And uh, I am good at tucking away my emotions, but uh, as I explained in the book, you know, it was to my detriment because I almost, from high blood pressure that I didn't realize I had, uh, you know, I developed a blood clot and almost died at 39. And, uh, you know, I, I can't imagine, you know, not being here for my family. And it was all because I was trying to operate a restaurant, mm-hmm. which in the grand scheme of things isn't very important. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, it, it was important to me to do something positive for this community that needed something to, you know, to be able to take pride in, you know, and they do, you know, their family and there's a lot for them to be proud of. But if you walk down Main Street, Philippi today, you know, it's seen better days. Mm. And that's what I was trying to get the community back to. But, you know, we were going to have to look at it from a from a different angle. Right, and it didn't help that COVID hit right up right about that time, and and then right. then how do you recover from that? So you know maybe just lesson learned to you, um, and inspired you to write this book that obviously is going to help other people. So I mean, there's always a purpose to even the crazy that happens. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, I, I, I'm a teacher at heart. Uh, professor at heart, I should say. And and so this was my opportunity to teach others what I know and how to do it so much better than, than what I did. Mm-hmm. I like the title, too, because it's just one word and you kind of get the feel that uh, of, of what you're in store for. How did you decide to title it? Were there other thoughts going on or, or was it always vultured? Uh, there, that is an excellent question, and it started out, the blog was titled Vultures in the Mind, and I had a friend of mine in Virginia said, so, you know, what is it like running a business in West Virginia? And all I could think about was all of the abandoned coal mines, uh, you know, in the state, uh, you know, the coal, had, you know, powered this nation uh, for many decades and many generations, um, but the story of the abandoned coal town is prevalent uh, no matter what region you go in West Virginia, and that that extends into Kentucky and throughout a lot much of Appalachia. So uh, this friend of mine, <laughs> I just I didn't know what to say to him at the point because I wanted to say something positive, but that's not who I am. I I, I wanted to tell him the truth, and so the truth to me was, you know, it's kind of like feeling your way in the dark, you know, through a dark abandoned coal mine, and there's vultures in there, and you can't see them. <laughs> and his response was, "Well, damn, <laughs> you know. So why are you doing?" This? I said, I, "I don't know what I got myself into." I said, "I'm overwhelmed. I'm, you know, weighing over my head. I'm, I'm an event planner. I'm a manager. I'm ordering inventory. I'm dealing with human resources. 
And I said, it, it's crazy. And then, you know, all I was behind on my taxes at the time, so I had the state after me. And it was just, oh. it, it was, it, it was a terrible experience. But when we had events, I, I was constantly reminded, this is what I do it for, seeing all of the smiling faces in the community and seeing people enjoy themselves and not be, uh, you know, just going through the motions of life and not, not enjoying themselves. Right. I mean, we we should get a little bit out of that. <laughs> you know, if we're going to have to work and raise children and do all of the things that life demands of us, we should be able to enjoy each other a little bit. And that's, that's what I was able to do. Well, you did after you were vultured, but... Um... Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I shortened it to vulture because vulture in the mind didn't make any sense. Right. Uh, you know, the, the general public. I mean, what, what in the world does that mean? It, it just sounds weird. And so <laughs> yeah, I, I shortened it to vulture and then got rid of the vultures oh, in the mind blog um, to, you know, present a better version of myself. No, I understand that. And how did the yeah. cover come about? Oh man, this, uh, so I, I designed a couple in Canva and I love Canva, but I didn't want, uh, I, I didn't want the same mistakes that happened with Broken Child Mended Man. Uh, so I learned a little bit from that cover design process. Um, if you go on Goodreads, you'll see my original black cover and it looks like, it kind of looks like a funeral. Right. I um, saw that. It, yeah. And I immediately, I mean, within, uh, two months had to get rid of that book cover. And so I had it redesigned and I spent a few hundred dollars on it and it, it all turned out okay. But this time I wanted, I wanted it to be right. So I went out to uh, Michael Corvin uh, designs and I told him what I wanted. He extracted that image from my mind. And in my opinion, he just absolutely nailed it. Mm -hmm. That's so exciting when you have, an image of what you want your book cover to evoke, and then somebody could actually do that for you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And he was fantastic to work with. And like I said, he just he nailed it. I mean, everything from the sorry we're closed sign mm -hmm. to the vulture, you know, holding uh, holding the hundred dollar bill in its beak. Uh, I mean, uh, I, I love it. I do too. I do too. It's very captivating. And, and between that and the title, you got to open the book. So yeah. uh, that, that you did well with that. Thank you. Yeah. So what's next in the bio I read? It sounds like you've got a couple of ideas brewing. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the one I'm excited about is the app. And this is still a work in progress um, because there's a lot of coding involved. But I want people to be able to play a game without the real world consequences. And so they will be operating a business and vultures will attack it in the form of food distributors, in the form of contractors, in the form of employees, similar to what happened to me. And they will be given um, a variety of choices to make. And those choices will lead to consequences, good, bad, or otherwise. And so I'm really excited about that. That should be available anywhere between September and December. Um, they just showed me a little marketing video that they made for it. I'm so excited, but I can't share it yet because I have no idea <laughs> when, when this thing will be out. But it got me excited. So uh, I'm, I'm pretty stoked about that. 
And then um, the other the other idea I'm toying with is a nonprofit because one of the reasons I ended up getting vultured um, so epically uh, bad uh, in my experience was because local uh, nonprofit lenders would not uh, lend to me. They you know they gave me the runaround, which I um, uh, I detail very vividly throughout the book. And then I had to settle on predatory lenders, um, which uh, ultimately led to my demise uh, alongside COVID-19. So what I want to do is come back around and give people access to coaching that's linked to capital. And if they complete the coaching and learn from my mistakes, so to speak, and, you know, a, a variety of other issues that they'll face, they will then be able to access capital right there rather than going through the rigmarole that I went through. And they will be able to start their business without the, the unknowns that I had to face. Oh, wow. What, what endeavors you've got going. I love the app and this idea is brilliant. I can't wait for it to uh, come to fruition. Yeah, well, <laughs> like I said, it's just an idea right now. I, I want to recruit some help uh, with it because I, I've decided to move toward um, my idea that I had associated with Broken Child and Mended Man seven years ago, and that is a, an app um, dedicated to helping children access the resources um, that they need to succeed in life, whether it's uh, therapy uh, tutoring, um, you know, access to food or clothing, and, and, and you know, the various things that uh, we need to um, operate in life. Right, right. You are such a special human. Thank you for all of the... Thank you. Yeah, thank you for your heart and all the, the work that you do to try to make the world a better place. It, it's, um, it's so necessary and needed now. We need more people like you, so thank you. Yes, you are very welcome, and I am glad to be doing the important work, finally. (laughs) (laughs) Well, some things take a while. You've got lessons to learn, and and that's just just part of life. All right, well, as we begin to wrap up, anything we missed that you wanted to talk about? Well, um, if they want, if your listeners want to uh, keep up with me, they can go to adamstarks.com talk to me anytime um, that there they will find um, you know what's near and dear to my heart which is child welfare issues um, and they'll find out about my some of my other books um, in terms of vultured they can go to vultured.org um, that's vulture with a d dot o-r-g and uh, they can uh, sign up well they can't sign up yet but there will be a newsletter um with blogs and uh, the upcoming app, and then hopefully, hopefully, next time we talk, the nonprofit will be up. But uh, that's that's the goal. There is to make sure that people have um, have the information that that they need um, to start a business. Right. right. So it's adamstarks.com, and the book website is vultured.org. Correct. All righty. Adam, as I said, you are just a blessing. I love having these conversations. We have to do more. Please keep us posted on all the good things yeah. that happened to you. We need we need to know and share 
all Adam Starks that we can. So thank you so much. Thank you, Pat. I appreciate you and everything that you're doing.